The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. Welcome to Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. A friend of Medjugorje is on his way to the village of Medjugorje tonight. And so we pulled out for you a special broadcast from June 25th, 2012, exactly 10 years ago. The original title of this broadcast was Five Messages of Our Lady. And it's important to hear what a friend of Medjugorje has to say in tonight's broadcast. He actually speaks about five different messages that Our Lady gave within a short span of time, 10 years ago. He was speaking from the Radio Wave studio in Medjugorje. And so to hear the perspective of time from 10 years ago to today, a friend of Medjugorje tells us how to make our day different. He speaks to us about vanity in a way that many people may not look at it. And he shares with us what brings joy to our flesh and joy to our soul. And so here is a friend of Medjugorje, June the 25th, 2012. We'd like to welcome everybody from Medjugorje. Of course, this is a great grace always to be in the village, a holy place, a place that's so big in its importance that none of us, including the visionaries, can comprehend its greatness. Only those in the future will look back who have the luxury of history that unfolded after we even left this earth will see how big this was. 
And of course, that relates to the message I gave January 25th, 1987. That just our role in this plan, you cannot comprehend the greatness of. And so Our Lady said in that same message, she has got a plan for the salvation of the whole world. Our Lady's given many messages talking about Satan wants to destroy the earth. He wants to rule. And that he is ruling now. And so it is, anything and everything Our Lady does is of great significance in the history of man for his eternity and eternal outcome. And so from being able to speak to you from Medjugorje, we want to extend to you the graces that this place offers, give you some, hopefully, some kind of insights into what it is Our Lady is doing, especially her message she gave this evening in Medjugorje, the 31st anniversary. Of course, it's interesting because she has one word in there that is not Savior. When I first saw it, I thought maybe they did a typo. But it is savor. And what do you savor? That which we eat. What do we eat to feed the flesh that we savor so much? What do we eat to strengthen the soul that we savor so much? Of course, that's her son in the Eucharist. And she just spoke about that on June 2nd to Mariana, the same month on the 35th. Therefore, pray, pray, fast, and confess regularly. If receiving my son in the Eucharist is a center of your life, then do not be afraid. You can do everything. I am with you every day, and I pray for the shepherds. I expect the same of you. Of course, our lady is focusing on the Eucharist, and here it is, what we savor. What do you savor in life? Richness, your riches, your material things, the food you eat. That has to be parallel with a walk in the spiritual life. And Our Lady's not negating that this life is to be looked on as what some people have in mentalities, that we're just to be in misery and like purgatory and difficult. She wants us to be happy. In 1988, I asked Maria once when she was at our place, we was actually at the hospital at this point, sitting waiting for some tests for her. I said, Maria, did Our Lady ever tell you like, Bernadette, that you can never be happy in this life? She says, no. She said, Our Lady wants me to be happy. Our Lady, Queen of Peace, of Medjugorje, and these apparitions are coming with a different kind of hope. Just like she said today, dear children, with great hope in the heart. And for what? Also today, I call you to prayer. Why? Because she tells us in other messages to pray till joy becomes prayer. You can tell the difference if you used to having a structured prayer life and when you don't pray, the difference whether you make it or not throughout the day. What kind of temperament you have, how you feel. I was talking to some people here in Medjugorje that's that right now working so hard they're saying that they stand up all night. It's very difficult they're not doing the prayers. We in the community may work all night, and we are. We're, we're here both here in the village and also back home. But we don't let go of our prayer life. More so even back home. We still retain our three hours of prayer a day. And I don't know how we would make it with that. We always say prayer takes precedent over tiredness. And so if we quit 2 o'clock in the morning working and we don't pray, 
and we haven't made ourselves get back up at 5 o'clock when we go to bed at 2 to do our morning prayer, our day is different. You're going to be tired the next day regardless of that. Actually, Jesus talks about appointment man God often, that when he prayed and not going to sleep, he felt rested. So yes, you need physical sleep, and sleep is something that God designed into our rest, and it is a blessing. All your worries go away that day. You wake up fresh. It's not so consumed by the end of the day, like Jesus said, that don't worry about tomorrow because today has enough problems in and of itself. Those wash away to certain degrees, at least, in sleep. And I'm not justifying oversleep because a lot of people do that to bury their problems and grow depressed. But hard work... If you're going to be associated with a lady, she's going to create work for you because she's got a lot of work to do. She gave her a message saying, I want to collaborate with you. I want to work with you. I want you to collaborate with me in the same message. So her lady gives this message today here in this little village. And also she called Yvonne to the mountain tonight so that people present could be with her and another apparition, which is beautiful. And also today, Ivanka had her apparition, and she got a message. We haven't received that message yet as of the airing of the show, but you can go back on meds.com and get that. But it's beautiful when we have these triple apparitions and triple messages. They don't happen frequently, but we have had them on rare occasions throughout the 31 years where they're separate. And they're distinctly different apparitions. I'm not talking about when Yvonne's in America or Maria's over here in Italy and they have apparitions. This is all in the village. Ivanka had hers today. Maria had hers. Actually, Yvonne was in his own chapel. Maria was in her her own chapel. And now Yvonne's going to have another. So it's really four separate apparitions in that case. And so I was with Maria when she had her 31st anniversary apparition. We was at her house often today, or really most of the day today, helping to cook because she has a feast day. The first thing she, I was not thinking of when I came up to the house, the first thing she does is give me a big hug and say, happy feast day. I said, no, it's your feast day. This is the big feast day. You're the big girl today. And of course, there's a lot of joy with this, despite a lot of work, a lot of tiredness. And so there's feast. It's a real feast here in this village. Now, granted, a lot of people quit praying. A lot of people aren't doing what they want. Oh, they're keeping pilgrims. They're working hard. But even here, like everywhere else, it's affected by the progress of the world. What's happened in the last 31 years? And so our lady tells us today, with great hope in the heart, also today I call you to prayer. If you pray, little children, you are with me, and you are seeking the will of my Son and are living it. There is no future, our lady says. Yvonne just had his apparition last week, June 15th, when our lady said this, Dear children, know that the mother loves you. This is just a couple weeks ago. With love I desire to lead you. I have come to tell you that God exists. Therefore, also today, I call you to decide for him. Put him in the first place in your life and in your families. Together with him, set out into the future. Dear children, through this upcoming time of grace, I desire for you to renew my messages and to say to me, yes, 
yes. Thank you, dear children, for having said yes to me. You are so important to our Lady's plans and vital and crucial for the world's salvation and to save it. And I mean literally save it. Our Lady doesn't mince words. She doesn't say things to exaggerate. She doesn't say things to to startle us as if I need to shake you up. Her words are reality. When she says them, she means them. That's just a couple of days ago. Our Lady gave him another message to Yvonne on the mountain. And in this message, she echoed one verbiage in the sentence of the same that she gave on the 15th, 10 days ago. And so this Friday night's message is, Dear children, also today, I call you anew, decide for Jesus. And I brought all these points up because the lady said today to Maria that if you pray, you with me and you are seeking the will of my son and are living it. Because so many are rejecting Jesus today in our nation and in the world. And Jesus is just a prophet. Other prophets are equal with him. And we're placating and going with these thoughts and saying to these people that say these things to us or either put in a position where we got to be equitable, we got to be in diversity, that if we say Jesus, we got to equitably say another prophet or we got to equitably say something in yoga. It's not what a lady's saying. It's not what she told Yvonne two days ago. Decide for Jesus Decide and set out together with him into the future. Wow. This is the 22nd of June. And on the 15th of June, together with him, set out into the future. What is a lady trying to say to you? What is she trying to say to me? What is she trying to say to the whole world? Well, if we go back several months with Maria, we know Our Lady says you have no future without Jesus. And we're giving way, not even compromising. We're accepting a respect for people that say we have to put everybody else equal with Jesus. He's not your Savior then. You don't know Jesus. Because that's not what God's saying to do. That's not what Our Lady's saying to do. And that's not what Yvonne told us two days ago to do. Decide and set out together with him into the future. I am with you, dear children, because my son permitted me to remain with you for so long. Because I desire to lead you, to teach you, and to educate you. I desire to lead you all to my son. I desire to lead all of you to heaven. Therefore, today... I call you anew. Decide for him. Put him in the first place in your life. Dear children, this world in which you live is passing. Therefore, decide. Decide for peace. Live peace. Decide for prayer. Pray, dear children. Pray, pray. Thank you, dear children, also for having responded to my call. We have to realize that Our Lady is been encouraging us and, and giving us the impetus to live her messages. And she said, do you permit me to purify your heart? Will you permit me? And we have to say yes to that. 
And we've been in the community for the last couple of months saying every day, yes, purify us, purify the whole community to make your presence able and free to do what it is you'd like to do and bring the graces for a nation through us as individuals to our families, which heals the nation if the family's healed. And so about to set out into the future, mentioned on the 15th and also on the 22nd, and Ali is showing this, and this seems to be the thought process of what she's wanting to us hear from. We've heard really from the second of the month. We've heard the 25th of the month. We've heard two or three messages from Yvonne in the last couple of weeks. We heard from Ivanka a message, which we at this point still don't know. We have Yvonne a message tonight that we understand is going to basically be live the message I gave to Maria tonight. I mean, there's a lot of verbiage going on this month of June. 31 years. Does that mean that people who are going to go through some kind of purification because they don't decide for Jesus? Certainly does. Certainly does. But we got to remember the Scripture says that His people, He purifies. And that can be long and drawn out. But the wicked He strikes instantly. Comes upon them without knowing it. So our ladies told us, this is the time of grace. In other words, this is the time of purification. And this is the invitation time. The invitation is here. You can accept to be purified by Our Lady over the long term. You can plan to be educated by Our Lady, which is very interesting, even I was told this message, to educate you, because the same month she told Mariana, Therefore, my children, do not waste time on vanities. Only knowledge of the love of my son can save you. Isn't that an interesting statement? And then here, Yvonne, 20 days later, that was given June 2nd, 20 days later we have Yvonne being told, I desire to lead you, to teach you, to educate you. The second of the month, therefore, my children do not waste time on vanities. Only knowledge, what is knowledge? You get knowledge by education. Only knowledge of the love of my son can save you. What's the tie? I can tell you immediately, when people saw this vanity message, they thought about their flesh, they thought about how they looked and how the vanities of the world and their egos. Immediately when I read it, and what I wrote, if you go on the site, you'll read, and it's very important to read, I read the vanities in the context. She said, after the word vanity, only knowledge. When I read that, only knowledge of the love of my son. Do not waste time on vanities, period. Only knowledge of the love of my son can save you. Immediately, I thought about the universities, the education systems, how we educate ourselves. And I said, this is one of the greatest vanities out there. Yes, flush is very big. But people are very proud of their education, how the university educated them. And we got the God of education exists. It is real. Many people are offended when I talk about this. But it's not the knowledge our lady wants you to have. In fact, it kills knowledge of God. The universities bring forms of atheism in the most Christian people. You want to argue that? Argue with the mother of God. Because here it is 20 days later, she says, I desire to lead you and to teach you and to educate you. It's me. You learn my education. What kind of education is that? Let's go back 20 days before. Only knowledge of the love of my son together with this can save you. And preceded that is vanities. 
We live under a God in the society that education is everything. If you don't have an education, you don't have anything. And don't like common sense. I shouldn't even have to say it because you know I'm not talking about not being educated. We constantly read in our community. I'm constantly learning things. We have an appetite for that. Education is important. Already showing that what you're going and what the whole world's going and what we're all been and we've all been vacuumed into this thought process that a college degree is so important. What does it get you? How close does it get you to God? And I wrote about this. Go back to that. About apprenticeship. We don't even need it for priests. We have all this 10 years of education. It's not what Elaine's asking for us. You can learn anything. You can be anybody. You can do anything from a doctor to the most sophisticated thing, scientist, to apprenticeship. We're not talking about learning. We're not talking about having knowledge. We're talking about having wisdom knowledge, not worldly knowledge. It's two different things. Thomas Kempis, who became a priest, wrote in his little booklet that's well read by many people, I often read him, said, why do you want to go and spend time in vanities on six years of education? This is like in the 1800s, when the Holy Spirit can give it to you instantly. A lady said about her messages, you must pray to comprehend them. When I first read that, I didn't understand that because they were so simple. I don't understand them. To be a genius and explain something complex means you can explain something very simply that anybody can understand. That's the definition, really, of a genius. Now, that is genius. Everybody wants to intellectualize everything and say things so complex and so difficult and theological, all these things. And yet Jesus taught this way, and Mary is teaching us this way. So simple. And when you pray, you realize these messages contained within them in simplicity. Such complexity is incredible. They go over all the subjects and all the variables. Everything theological. It is theology. And yet there's not one message given in that tone of high-flying theology. Jesus' parables and what he did. Look at all the theology that comes from that. But when we teach it, we teach it from the theological side, not the simple side. And so we better take the note that Our Lady gave this message to Yvonne. Because I desire to lead you, to teach you, to educate you. It's tied to Mariana's second of the month message. Therefore, my children, do not waste time on vanities. Only knowledge of the love of my son can save you. There's nothing else important. And you say, well, I can't read anything secular. I can't read National Geographic. Only if you read it in a biblical perspective. Only if you read it that this author is writing you some garbage and this contradicts Jesus and and have your foundations based on this always on guard. And that if you can be elevated and your love of God and the Creator when you read something in National Geographic lifts you toward Him, then it's a good purpose. Something of a temporal nature that can help you toward eternity. And if it don't, let it sharpen you on your guard against that, that this is from Satan. It's humanism. Our ladies' messages are that big. And so our lady today says again, If you pray, little children, you are with me and you're seeking the will of my son and are living it. Be open and live prayer and at every moment may it be for you the savor and joy of your soul. Our lady gave a message 
on September 25th, 2000. She said, Dear children, I call you to open yourselves to prayer. May prayer become joy for you. Renew prayer in your family and form prayer groups. In this way, you'll experience joy in prayer and togetherness. All those who pray and are members of prayer groups are open to God's will and in their heart, joyful witnesses to God's love. I am with you. I carry all of you in my heart, and I bless you with my motherly blessing. Prayer is joy. And it may not be the joy we think of. We might not think it's this contemplative thing. I'm supposed to be happy afterwards. Maria, and I've told this story before, said they used to work in these fields so hard in the hot sun and carrying water to the plants is so difficult. And they'd go home late at night, tired, but they'd still be up at midnight, and they'd be laughing and cutting up. Work brings joy to the flesh, and prayer brings joy to the soul. And what you do when the saints say, work and pray, you're in joy. Our rosary, we stop in the middle of the day. Those who have been to Caritas see that. We're in a regular work day. Everything stops. The school stops. The moms aren't shopping. At that time, we all go to the rosary. And it's joyful. I'm not saying it's a deep contemplative prayer. But a lady comes, and we've probably got some of those cherished memories of our lives around the tree, around the statue, in the field. Our deeper prayer is in the prayer of the bedroom of apparitions. It's more serious. But out there in the field, the kids are the kids. They're running all over the place. And so many joyful things and memories have been made throughout history of our community and our lives of our children as they're raised. It's an expectation when you walk down the hill to go to the statue, to be in her presence. And we've seen real miracles, incredible miracles. So prayer is a joy for us. The rosary particularly is a joy for us at the statue, at the apparition time, on our knees. And so when a lady says that I have hope, with great hope today, also today I call you to prayer. And so I was with Mariana several years ago, and we talked about several things, and we were talking about prayer. Actually, it was March of 96, and I just picked this little booklet up when I was coming in the studio tonight, and I was just kind of reading this, and I said, well, this relates to what Ali said today. And it was an interview we sat down and talked about, and she was speaking to me about a prayer that our lady prays with her. So I questioned in this little interview about this prayer. And I asked her the question, what do you say to our lady on the second of each month? She answered, I only pray. Only a couple times have I been allowed to ask her a question. Now, this predates our lady's messages she's given on the second of the month. Mariana started off with these apparitions after she lost her apparitions in 82, and they started having them on locutions. Those evolved into apparitions that began actually in Oregon with the priest that married her and her husband. And so Mariana answered me, and she says, I only pray only a couple of times have I been allowed to ask a question. That's at that point. And I asked her, what do you pray with Our Lady? A rosary? No, Our Lady never praised herself, Mariana answered. I then asked her, then what kind of prayers do you pray? She answered, special prayers. I asked, special prayers, what are they? She said, they're connected to the secrets. So Mariana, and of course, I started getting really interested at this point. I said, so Mariana, these prayers are connected to the secrets. She answered, yes. 
I asked. When you pray the special prayers, are they for this also? She answered, they pray for non-believers or for people who do not know the love of God. I asked, can you tell us these prayers that we might pray them with you? She answered, no, because they're connected to the secrets. I then asked her, what can you tell us about these prayers? She said, I can tell you that there's something like the rosary, but it is not the rosary. I say that because the prayers are continuous like the rosary, and she circled her hand and scribbling this special prayer, but it's not the rosary. I then asked her, when can we have these prayers? She answered me, and she said, when our lady allows me to reveal them. I asked, how long have you been praying these special prayers for non-believers? She said, since 1987. And that's the scope of the interview I had at that point, it was or actually it was casual conversation, and I just wrote it down and asked her to reread it to make sure it's accurate, and she did. But she said Visca also has these prayers. Visca has to talk about them. So this gave way to Mariana, and of course now she's given a monthly message on the second of each month for non-believers. And intuitively, I knew this was for me. Not just non-believers, because I know there was non-belief in me that still has to be purged and purified out. And some said no. The 25th was for those who followed Our Lady, who were working with Our Lady and had converted, and that the other was non-believers who was not. And I disagree with that point in a way that, no, we all have atheistic beliefs in us. Our Lady says many Christians live as pagans. Our Lady, after that, actually came out and said, they don't think these second-month messages are not for you. In essence, this is what she said. They are for you. And I'm giving these messages for you. So this month is really filled with many messages. So you have Marianas. You have three messages from Yvonne. You have something tonight from Yvonne. Whatever's going to happen from that. You have Ivankas. You have Marias. That's seven messages right there. And we have Friday coming up. We don't know if Yvonne's going to go back to the mountain there. Eight messages. We don't know. And so this is beautiful. And so the second of the month, Our Lady says of June, I'm continuously among you with my endless love. I desire to show you the door of heaven. I desire to tell you how it is open through goodness, mercy, and love and peace through my son. Therefore, my children, do not waste time on vanities. Only knowledge of the love of my son can save you. And I think that's an incredible statement. I think it's something people need to really look at. They need to do self-evaluation and understand that Our Lady wants us to be educated. She wants us to be smart. She wants us to have wisdom. But she says, only knowledge of the love of my son can save you. Scripture says, too much is given, much is expected. Our Lady also tells us, you're the ones responsible for the messages. Another time Our Lady says, and something we should have the fear of God in us when we, when we listen to these words, she says that you have to answer to me and my son. It's one thing to answer to Jesus. It's a whole other matter that Our Lady turns her back on you, which she'll never do. When her back's turned to you, it's because you got behind her and you decided against her. You know, it's like what we've said before. When you come to the gates of heaven and Jesus is standing there and you can't enter, she's pointing to the side window. Go with her, I'll let you in. And so if you get to where you're answering to her because of what you didn't do, well, you're in trouble. 
She's our advocate. She's the one that is our last hope. This is the last apparitions on earth. This is the last time God's going to give us something salvetic in the sense to help us through the trying times that man goes through and the civilization changes through modernism that we've given these messages, as Maria has said, words today to help modern man understand the scriptures because we don't understand them. We don't understand it. We've been totally preoccupied, or not totally preoccupied, we're totally inundated and taken over in our minds, in our thoughts, continually through the day with the surrogate God of electronics that captivates the mind, the thought. I've seen people leave Medjugorje at the airport playing solitaire. I look at them and I think, that if they're in my group, I'll definitely say something. But I've never seen them in my group. But there may be other pilgrim groups. And I think to myself, what did they just learn in Medjugorje? What are you wasting your time on a stupid game like solitaire? What does the name mean even, solitaire? I don't know what else to do with myself. Pull the rosary out and pray it. And that's what I was saying today. It's prayer. If you pray, you are really deciding for Our Lady. And you're deciding to do the Son's will. That's her words. If you pray, little children, you are with me, and you are seeking the will of my Son and are living it. Prayer is life. You have no life without prayer because you won't decide for God. You won't decide for Jesus. You say, well, you know, I believe in Jesus, but, you know, these Wiccans over here want to build a Stonehenge thing for the military and and our chaplains can't impose authority on somebody of another faith. We don't have to apologize for being Christians. We don't have to take second seat and let other things take precedent over this. You know, they're planning. The plan right now is the minorities and the minority thought to take precedent over the majority. Because Satan's built a system of diversity, which means everybody is a minority. And so we got to protect the minority thought in lieu of the majority thought. We're a Christian nation, but we're bending those Christian principles to everybody else. This is insane. This is demonic. And this will cost us our whole nation and the whole world. It is explicitly clear, Our Lady says to Yvonne, decide, 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 decide for Jesus. Two nights ago. Don't need to read it to you again so you get this ingrained in you. I call you anew, decide for Jesus. Decide to set out together with him in the future. I am with you, dear children, because my son permitted me to be with you for so long. I desire to lead you, to teach you, to educate you. I desire to call you all to my son, not to yoga, not to Mohammed, not to Buddha, not to some other strange religion. Our Lady says, I desire to lead all of you to heaven. Therefore, today I call you to decide for him. Put him in the first place in your life. Dear children, this world in which you live is passing. Life as we know it. You've seen it in the writings. You've heard me say it to you before. Life as we know it has got a judgment against it. That judgment is from God. The presence of Our Lady in, on the earth is enlightenment to this. If you pray, you'll understand what I'm saying. If you're not praying, you won't. 
if you're cloudy in your prayers or your desire of conversion or wanting to say complete yes to God or to Jesus or to Our Lady, you're giving only 80%. You won't understand what I'm saying. We are not going to be living this life as we live it now. This culture is going to turn into a civilization of the past, as most civilizations of the past have. We're going to turn into a new society. We're going to be building a new society. We're not going to resurrect this civilization. It's a dead, it's a past civilization. Now, Satan might in the future, when the Antichrist is going to come and rule, but the Antichrist is ready to rule now. Now, they come to crush his head. But as Revelation said, the mortal wound to his head, it recovered. So what are they doing now? It's going to recover. The modernism is going to come back for whatever that means. And we're not scared of technology. We've told you before, we use it. We're its master. It doesn't master us. And so when Our Lady says this, decide for him, put him in the first place in your life, your children of this world in which you live is passing. And Our Lady's not talking about here the end of the world. You're aging with it. You're going to be passing. There will be the end of the world. But the society as we know it is turning into past civilizations. Many past civilizations, when they were at our point, faded away. The only difference is the people that were able to recover from that passing or the fall of nations and civilizations as they knew it, they had an agreeing way of life. We don't know what an agreeing way of life is. Most of the world doesn't now. We can't feed ourselves. And because we're so far away, and God's not planning for Noah, one little family, to be surviving after this, We've got to go and realize what our lady's telling us. That's what Mejanomics is a lot about. Wake up and look and think. And as Ivan continued, therefore decide, comma, again decide the word for peace. Live peace. Decide for prayer. Pray to your children. Pray, pray. And so we have these things, our ladies, really a month of study for the whole next year of what is it we're doing right now. And our lady told us today, she said, I'm with you and I intercede for you. And she's not going to be with us in the same way. There's going to be a new power. She's always going to be able to call upon her. Something new she's been given and a power upon the earth. But here we have our physical presence. Well, a lot of people still don't wake up to the fact that they see it as wasting time in college. They see they got degrees, they may be a doctor, they may be that. It's not criticism. We're not saying not to be doctors. We're saying that the whole system has set up has a judgment against it. 30 years of apparitions, writes about 110 universities, all Catholic. You can get that free download online on meds.com that shows you this. It's impossible to have these systems in place with the degradation they're promoting, the lifestyles they're behind and support, that there's not a judgment against it. So I'll be attached to it. Why be in the, not the traditional, but the modern traditional ways of educating? And why is everybody's got to come and tell us these things? I've come here to educate you, teach you. If we're the most educated, oriented people in the history of the world, everything's locked down that you have to be this educated. And so this is not to make people have despair, it's to make people have hope. It's like he says, I have hope. Because people are waking up to realizing this. They're realizing they're learning the wrong things. We need to learn a lot of things, a lot of ways. We need to be crafty 
in what we learn. We need to be smart in what we would see as wisdom and filled with wisdom. And you can get through that prayer. You can be able to watch the news. You can be able to hear things. You can have people say things. And you'll be able to see right through it. And so it's hard to explain this to people who there's so much of the world who's so much attached to these things. They won't, they won't be able to see it. And then grow hopeless. But just grow simple. Forget what you've been taught and how you've been conditioned to think. Because I always come here not to just teach things, but to teach us how to think differently about the world and where we're going. And in that way, you set out on that future course. That's the people who have common sense and be smart. These are the last apparitions on earth. You should be screaming this out at the mountaintops, even if you offend people. Not agnostiously or arrogantly. I'm not saying it facetiously in that way. What I mean is you get people and inform them that you know the Mother of God's appearing there. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.